0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Grenado, a loose discussion of travel, adventure, diving, driving, gear, and most certainly watches. This is episode 266 and it's proudly brought to you by our ever-growing TGN supporter crew. We thank you all so much for your continued support. And if you'd like to support the show and aren't already, please visit thegraynado.com for more details. My name is Jason Heaton and I am joined as ever by my friend and co-host James Stacey. This is the first episode of 2024. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year, James. Happy New Year. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, shaking off the, the holiday fog here. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologies uh, if the show seems a little rusty, but um,
1: yeah.
2: And you're having you're having some technical issues to start the year as well. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. I'm still on vacation. Uh, I, I'm, I'm on <laughs> vacation for, we're recording this on Tuesday the 2nd. I'm on vacation till next Monday. Um, but I wanted to start the show off, you know, cleanly and nice and early and, and all that kind of stuff. Didn't want to take any time away that we didn't need to. So we're doing an episode, but I am in the midst of, a rage-inducing continued problem with my MacBook Pro. <laughs> so if this episode sounds weird, I'm on an iPad. My computer, I spilled some water on it. I, I fess up to that. My mistake. And I knew it would be expensive and it was a problem. It was my my fault. All that kind of stuff. So I have a backup. I plug it in and it goes, oh, yeah, 42 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay fine. You know, it's, it's something like one and a half million files. Wow. That it has to transfer and put in place and the rest of it. And I'm like, yep, okay, all good. Yeah, and hopefully all of that can be done or like with enough time for me to edit and put this show up. <laughs> I don't know. What was the joke? We made 100 episodes. Life would be easier if I wasn't this dumb. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't leave your laptop next to a you know a 20 ounce glass of water. <laughs> um, but I've been doing that for years, and, yeah. it, and it just caught up with me. So.
0: Yeah. It, it it always, every time something like this happens or, or, you know, as an old Land Rover defender owner, I, I watch with some, <laughs> with some level of schadenfreude with, uh, people that own the new defenders. And I've been reading a lot of these stories oh, about yeah. people that like the battery runs dead while they're camping or traveling or something. And they come home and like, they lose their power steering or, you know, whatever. I'm like, is this truly progress? You know, like to the point, like i realize a lot of this stuff is, is convenience. Um, but sometimes the old old ways are the best. It's like if we if we did a, like a live show around a campfire with whoever can make it, that might be what what we have to come down to one day. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, eventually it'll just be strings and cans and that'll be the slack. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Aside from that, how, how have your, how have you liked your holidays? How was Christmas? How was any, any like standout really fun gifts given or, or received that sort of thing?
0: I guess, you know, the one gift I got this year was a, uh, a left-handed guitar from a certain someone, uh, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> the other person on this podcast <laughs> that was, uh, that was my sole gift this year. Uh, we, we kind of, uh, stopped doing gifts a number of years ago with the family. we, get together and have a nice dinner with my folks uh, who live nearby and, and, um, kind of just agreed that, you know, none of us really need that much more stuff in our lives. So we, we kind of decided not to do gifts, but but the guitar has been fun. I've been noodling on that a little bit, you know, far from being able to play anything yet, but uh, I can make sound with it at least. And it feels more comfortable in my hands. So that's, that's been great. Good. You know, we've had this really strangely mild winter here and, and we made it all the way through December with, like no snow. I mean, I think we've had a total of two or three yeah. inches all winter, and it's been downright balmy. So I've been, I've been, I've been on my bike. I've been running. Um, you know, getting out. Uh, it's 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 kind of weird. I mean, I, I realize this is a real harbinger of, or not even a harbinger anymore. It's uh, such evidence of global warming, which is uh, disconcerting, of course. But I will admit that having an extra month of almost like autumn weather. I mean, Christmas felt like Thanksgiving yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of after last winter, which was kind of a brutal one here. Uh, I've I've been kind of making the most of it, you know, by getting out and and not having to stress too much about leaking roofs and falling on the ice and that sort of stuff. So in that respect, it was, uh, it's been good. And, um, in terms of indoor activities, uh, we binge watched uh, slow horses season three, which, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's gotta be the best thing on TV. It's just such a, yeah, such an incredible show on Apple TV. Uh, just just loved it. I, mean, I think we blew through six episodes in, you know, in like two or three days. So yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm 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 glad yeah. to hear it. I definitely that's on my list for this week is is to watch that. Yeah. Um. Quickly on the guitar, I'm like I'm I'm glad that that worked out. I don't know if in the past like we've talked about the gifts. Yeah. Uh. On our first of the year, like we we typically spend each like kind of get each other a, a flashy sort of gift, like something you wouldn't buy for yourself. Um, and, and in the past, some pretty amazing stuff. I've got that Campbell of Bewley's. Oh, yeah, the mini bar, <laughs> uh, Jerry can mini bar, yeah. Uh, which I'll put in the show notes if you don't know what this is. I think you know, I've for a couple of years, all I did was outfit you and Gashani and snow peak stuff, for right? Cooking, yeah, yeah, uh, which is pretty fun. And then this year, you got me the um, the Dyneema Go Ruck Bullet, yeah, the 15 liter. And I've basically been living with it on, (laughs) like it's become the equivalent of like a purse for me. My wallet stays in there now. (laughs) It's so small and it weighs, dude, like it weighs nothing. I believe it. Yeah. It's like a parachute. The straps are all of the weight. Yeah. And, and it's, it's such a nice size. You can, it, it it can fit my laptop, Mm -hmm. but not like, it's actually small enough that it can't fit in the little sleeve in the back. Oh, wow. Yeah. The space. I think you'd need like a fourteen inch laptop to do that. Yeah. But other than that, it, it's uh it's great, and I've got a little bit of um like vacation travel coming up in two weeks. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the go to uh to carry around you know a camera and a iPad and that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. yeah. So super super thrilled with that, and I'm glad the guitar worked out. Yeah. Um. As as far as mine, I have we have snow here. Oh, um. Oh, it hasn't okay. been especially cold, but we have maybe an inch or two on the ground, which the girls are pumped about for sure. Yeah. I mentioned it on a previous episode that I was thinking about getting a treadmill. Yeah. And, you know, did the cost-benefit sort of analysis on a new one, looked at the, you know, if you want to spend a huge amount of money, you can go with the Peloton, all that kind of stuff. And then I I just figured there's got to be a floor on a decent treadmill where all that's left in it, essentially... This happens with cars, too, at a certain point when they're quite old. But all that's left in it is the next repair.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: There's got to be a floor on treadmills where... Zero is it doesn't work anymore, mm-hmm. but like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks means it, everything's fine, but I have no idea how long it'll be fine. For right, it. right. So Sarah went ahead and went on Facebook Marketplace and found a treadmill for 200 bucks yeah. that looked to be in pretty good condition. Um, it does, uh, you know, 10 degrees of, of incline. It can go know, eight or nine miles an hour or something like that. Plenty for me. Mm-hmm. And I've been using that uh, between 30 and 50 minutes a day. I took one or two days like I took Christmas off. And I just like absolutely loving it. Uh, it's got a little stand for my iPad. Yeah. And, you know, if I just want to hit zone two, try and build a little bit of health strength, uh, like heart strength and then maybe do some sprinting.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So
2: far, it's been perfect. And I, I've really enjoyed it. And, and you, said that, you said that getting at home was a workout in itself. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. That's what I forgot. Yeah, thank you for, for, for bringing that back up. A bonus, a bonus workout. So it turns out this thing is 240 pounds. <laughs> and in every dimension that you can measure it wouldn't fit into my home yeah. in one piece so we got it into the garage and just started dismantling it but all of that weight like 220 pounds of the 240 is in the deck oh the motor well wow. wow. the, the the shock springs the steel the like rails all of it and so we've struggled to get that thing into the basement like and i mean like genuinely struggle to yeah. not damage a wall break an ankle and it's so heavy going yeah. down yeah. the stairs yeah get it into the basement, put it all back together. And it's been great. I'm very, very happy with it. <laughs> I would say that I could probably go with less. I'm not doing a lot of like running. I think if I want to run, I'd probably rather run outside on pavement. Yeah, yeah. But for like a fast walk, a fast uphill walk, uh, I'm starting to eyeball weight vests. Oh, sure. That could kind of bring the level up. I want to try and maintain, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of like zone two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's, that's what we've been up to. Other than that, I watched like a ton of movies. Huh. Huh. anything <laughs> good or repeats um i watched the town <laughs> which is oh a yeah. yeah film club probably from two or three uh that's a favorite one you one i hadn't seen and it'll probably end up on a future film club i had never seen this before and i'm a big john carpenter fan it had just always escaped me yeah was a uh, escape from new york
1: oh sure yeah yeah with Boy, kurt russell right. hilarious premise
2: right. snake, really snake wild Pilken? movie, but just Pl- Plissken? snake Pliskin. Yeah, yeah that's what. yeah yeah, yeah great name
1: yeah <laughs> um,
2: yeah f- fantastic i mean i just i absolutely loved it hilarious premise yeah yeah perfect action film yeah um really really fun um but yeah i don't know if i told you I, speaking of movies i don't know if i told you i finally watched the thing
0: uh, that was another film cra- oh what do you cra- think thing. i loved it it was it was awesome i was just yeah i think I yeah, gashani was, was gone or something horror. and i thought i was like I was like, I got to see this because you you'd been talking it up, and I kept it kept coming up, and things I was reading and whatever. I was like, all right, I got to see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was
2: great. Speaking of weird premises and and John Carpenter, and, and, That's and p- largely this, this is a very similar team that brought <laughs> uh, New, Escape from New York together. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was good. I liked that. I love. Yeah, the thing is killer. That's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow Horses though, and and it's fun. Like it's it now that there's three seasons, I feel like it's getting every time they put another season out everybody who like didn't watch it because it only had one season mm-hmm. and the cool thing is is it's nice because you can like the show is incredible easily one of the best things on tv right now but the mm-hmm. books are also really good
1: yeah like yeah. you can just
2: do like you could watch the show and then go and watch the book i don't think or read the book i don't think like it would be totally right. spoiled i think you still have a really good time and i think lamb is even better on the page yeah then yeah. like again uh, gary oldman is give him all the Emmys to give him whatever he needs to, to, mm-hmm. to keep, keep the show on the air or whatever. He's yeah. amazing. Um, but I think the characters even, I don't know, more like just a little bit more detailed, like you'd expect from a book.
0: Yeah. Well and season four has already been made and they teased it at, at the end of awesome. season three. And then I just read, I think this morning that season five has been approved for production. So we got a couple more seasons ahead of us. So it's just, which is awesome. And, and there's several books. I've read a, quite a few of them and, and, so however, 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 however much longer Mick keeps writing the books, I'm sure they'll keep spooling out the the series as long as people are interested. He'd be a fun which, guest. Which we are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He'd be a fun yeah. guest, which will bring us that, that does kind of bring us a little bit closer to uh, kind of our main topic, which is like our plans for 2024. And yeah. I guess we've already been talking a little bit about fitness and the rest of it, but um, do you want to start with some wrist check? And then we've got some like yeah. Eaton Crow watches that we forgot about for, from 265. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm starting the year kind of largely the way I finished the last with, uh, the Pelagos FXD. Um, you know, I, I mean, I even toyed with the idea of like making this like a one watch year just as almost like a kind of a weird, you know, sure. kind of masochistic new year's resolution. Cause like, I just hardly ever take this watch off. I wear it for everything. I wear it to work out. I wear it, you know, sleeping, I wear it doing everything. And it's, um, you know, look, I can't say anything more about it other than the fact that uh, I procured some new, uh, NATO straps as if I needed any more. I've, I've Ooh, just, it, okay. it's out of control. My, my strap box is just out of control. Um, we, we need to talk about organizational techniques at some point, but, um, <laughs> so lately I've been kind of turned on to Cincy watch strap company, I think it's called or, or, you know, Cincy sure. straps. Um, yeah, Cincy strap company. I'm looking at their website now. And, you know, someone had mentioned a couple of episodes ago, we, we talked about how that Phoenix uh, Strap Company was was closing down. The owner was retiring. Phoenix was the maker of kind of those original Admiralty Gray NATO's for the Ministry of Defense, and I always kind of sought a, a replacement that that would be similar. And somebody mentioned that Cincy, uh, who I, I think it means that they're out of Cincinnati, um, had, makes one that's really close. And so I went ahead and I ordered uh, a couple of their SF2 vintage military nylon straps, and they're they're twenty four bucks, so reasonably priced. Um, and I have to say they nail it. I mean, they they are so close to a Phoenix strap with better hardware.
2: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Um, and I, I feel like it's a better quality, um, strap as well than, than the Phoenix ones were, but the color is great. The weave is perfect. And unfortunately when I ordered, they were out of the, the 22 millimeter for, for the, uh, FXD, but I I've got it on a 20 and for some reason understrapping an FXD is is acceptable whereas I I feel like it always bothers me to see that little skinny little strap bar on on other watches if you put a too narrow of a strap on but with this one sure the 20 looks great it makes no difference makes no difference it looks it looks great yeah. and so that's what I've got it on and and I ordered a couple of those I ordered kind of one of the SF1 which was more of like a heavier duty ribbed version okay. and and that I got in like an olive drab kind of a green in 22 millimeters, which looks great too. But, but this, um, dark gray color is just fantastic. So that's what I've got it on today. And, uh, you know, shout out to Cincy. I, I, I paid for the straps. Um, he did throw in an extra, nice, an extra one for me, which I appreciate it was, uh, he's got this cotton weave strap, which I, at first I thought, eh, cotton, like doesn't feel as durable or whatever, but it's, a, it's a really cool strap as well. So anyway, another, yet another great NATO strap option, uh, for those out there that just can't seem to get enough NATO straps. Uh, I highly recommend this SF two. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah,
2: I've seen I've seen their stuff recommended quite a bit in the past, so that definitely yeah. seemed like a, a beloved sort of brand. That's I'm glad to hear that you found a, a good alternative. Yeah, you know between Utah and Phoenix. Yeah, you know some of our favorite Natos are kind of wrapping up yeah. to certain yeah. extents, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And I need to go to the Tupperware route. I think on organizing my straps. Um, currently, I've got like one big gallon size Ziploc marked 22 millimeter and one share same sized marked 20 millimeters. And it's a mess. Like it's so hard to fu- yeah. dig through. I, I always end up dumping it upside down on my desk to find the strap that I want. I need to come up with a different way to do it or or just start like giving away straps or doing something else with them. But anyway, maybe, maybe we do a whole
2: episode on strap organization at some point. Cause I need help. <laughs> I, I wrote a story for hodinki How long ago would that have been? 2021? Ah, right. You used an old toolbox or something, did yeah, you? Yeah, March 29. So it's it's. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's called Bring Order to Your Strap Collection. Mm-hmm. And I think at any given time, I probably have about 400 straps here, maybe yeah. a little more. Uh, not yeah. clowning like the ones that I have that are like for TGN straps, because I keep those in two Ziploc bags like you. Yeah. But I did find that... Um, uh, Dewalt, and I'm sure Ryobi, I'm sure any brand that you can name, there's probably also a ton of no name ones on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But if you want exactly the one that I have, Dewalt makes a deep tool organizer, and it's not for tools, it's for like hardware. Yeah. Fasteners, grommets, uh moretz, all that kind of stuff. It's the DWSTI 4825. Yeah. But it's basically just like a big, heavy plastic bin with a clear lid, it's hinged. Yeah. Um, it's about the size of a, of a laptop-sized Pelican, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. And then it has a bunch of these little organizable bins that you kind of Tetris into place. And then I hmm. just, I have like, a, the big one is Grey I have green, I have tan, I have bracelets, I have. And then the other thing that I do is for, specifically for bracelets, like let's say I was going to take the bracelet off of my Pelagos yeah. and put it in away for a little while. I have a little drawer in a watchmaker's cabinet where I keep my bracelets for like watches that I know I want to put the bracelet back on. Yeah. If I'm taking the bracelet off a watch, I have no intention of putting it back on. That goes into the watch's original box and then like into storage. Hmm. Um. But those are that's kind of how I do it. It's like I think I paid twenty dollars for this Dewalt thing. Yeah. And it's nice because the the top is clear, so you can pull it out and go like, oh, there's the there's the camo. You know, there's oh, the cool sure. lizard. Camo strap I wanted from Kill Hubris, like I can find it quite quickly. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's the best solution I've seen yet. Yeah. Unless you moved into something closer to retail, or mm-hmm. I've seen people use like pegboards. Yeah, where they get the really long <laughs> ones, and then you just have like a wall of oh, straps. To, which, like, I do some of that. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. my office with pegboards, I hang watches, like watches that are quartz or smartwatches. I just hang them on, on the pegboard by the buckle. Yeah, when I'm not wearing them. Yeah. Um, which works pretty fine. But yeah, I do think like I would go on Amazon who cares about DeWalt or another thing. Like this is a fine, this is a decent little piece of product, mm-hmm. but I would just go on Amazon and look up like organization. Yeah. Um, And you can get all sorts of stuff that are like little drawers, little containers, little, they stack, they connect this way. They do that. Like there's ways to yeah. to handle it. But the Ziploc bag function basically just guarantees that one, I'll never be able to find the strap I want. And two, after trying a couple times, right. I just, I'll never go back to that bag. I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well there, hey, there we go. That that um, feeds right into our New Year's resolutions uh <laughs> dis- discussion. A little bit of organization for Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So what are you
3: wearing?
2: My wrist check for this week is also Tudor. I'm going with the Pelagos 39. I definitely feel like when I'm not traveling, this will be the watch for me. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of great GMTs right now. I've got that new longine, which I'm super happy with, but uh wearing the Pelagos 39, I I basically just live with it on. Yeah. I don't notice it's there um I you know I've been doing a bunch of um like woodworking and and stuff out in the garage and I I just leave it on for that and it's all caked up with sawdust I I took the bracelet off and did an ultrasonic cleaning a couple days ago which was nice yeah um so yeah but just just Pelagos 39 nothing nothing revolutionary I've got it on the bracelet right now it's just it's so comfortable I love the way it looks yeah it's great
0: yeah yeah cool well, speaking of watches, we um we had a few that um that we missed, you know, we did an episode 264. <laughs> we, sure we, did. Did. we did kind of our top watches or favorite watches of of 2023 and uh you know, we 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 told people like if we forgot any, you know, let us know. And and we got a few suggestions. I I don't think we we missed out on too many, but we did have a handful that that people suggested and that we forgot ourselves, so we
2: thought we'd quickly kind of
0: create a little addendum to our episode 264 real quick here.
2: Um Yeah. 265 was favorite watches. 264 was gift guide. Oh, right. We recommend you watch both of them. Yeah. Listen to both of them. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. So let's, let's quickly kind of run through this, this list of additional top watches of 2023. Uh, A couple of which
2: I handled and you handled a few and, so what, yeah, let's uh, let's jump in. I would say the biggest one that I missed, and people picked it up immediately, and it is crazy because I went through all of my what I thought I was paying attention, scanning all my stories for Hodinkee, and still miss this watch. Yeah, easily one of my favorite watches of 2023, and that's the Zen T50. Oh, Just yeah, yeah, like if, if you're if you're in the market for Pelagos p39 the uh, like any titanium watch that's a nice size mm-hmm. that's pretty toolish yeah this need needs to be on your list yeah i mean pick pick based on the aesthetic I, I think i prefer the aesthetic of the p39 or even the fxd yeah but we're talking by like percentage points yeah the zinn is it's that's the t50 the u50 just like they're so so good yeah so that that's my big shout out apologies to the team at zinn you were not left out uh, by malice, but rather by stupidity. <laughs> and uh, I absolutely adore that watch. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: I'd, I'd love to uh, spend some time with one of those. That is uh, that is a cool piece. What, yeah, I think you'd dig it.
2: Do you like the um, kind of the scratched up uh, dial version or, or the other one or both? <laughs> so I would probably just go with the most standard version they were offering. Yeah. But that gold bronze or bronze gold or whatever they call the material yeah. with that scratch dial yeah. in person on the new two-piece textile strap was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks amazing. It was, it was a limited edition. And I think when I spoke to them, it was fully allocated. So it had gone, to, it was all of the dealers had bought the 300, I think that they made. Oh, okay. Um. So I don't know if you could jump on watch buys right now and get one. Yeah. Um, but I I do know that I'm, I'm like, I'm fairly confident that you could call if you're in Canada, you could call up Roldorf. If you're in the States, you can go through watch buys. And, uh, and I think you could, you can score yourself a standard or the, the, you know, there's like a two color one with a, a black bezel. yeah uh, So yeah. yeah, really, really rad stuff. Yeah. And then you've got uh, another one that we somehow slept on another. This is one I haven't seen, but I'm kind of interested in maybe in the same way that you're interested in the, in the T-50.
0: Yeah. Um, this is the, uh, the Zodiac Secron. So this was a watch that, um, uh, Mike Pearson, who has now uh, officially announced that he's left uh, Zodiac, um, you know, best wishes to Mike going forward. I, I think he's got some big things ahead and he did amazing work with uh, Zodiac and, and more power totally. to them and, and to big him. friend of the show. Yeah. Um, he had sent me a secron to, to check out uh, several months ago. In fact, I still have it. And I ho- was horrified at the end of the year. In fact, this is what reminded me. Uh, when I was going through and sorting my watches, I discovered that I still had it. So I wrote to him and I said, "Hey, I got to send this thing back to you." But it's uh, it, it's a great watch. I, I think it was a watch that was highly anticipated from Zodiac because you know it's kind of one of their kind of icons from their back catalog, kind of the vintage version. Uh, they made two versions: one with kind of a deep blue dial with black subdials, and then a version that's kind of a reverse panda style with white subdials on on a black dial. And and the dial is is like a uh, sandwich dial. So the, the markers are kind of recessed and filled with loom. It has a, a white tachymeter, uh, ring around the, the, the dial itself. And then it has this beautiful sapphire bezel, uh, you know, the big chunky pushers, uh, comes on a bracelet that wasn't my favorite. Um, but other, other than that, it's, it's such a strap monster. And, um, yeah, so that's
2: a cool watch. Didn't want to overlook that one. Nice. Cause I think it was a real highlight of the year, uh, from Zodiac. Sorry yeah I absolutely agree the Crown looks great I, actually you know every time I get a chance to experience another zodiac I'm always fairly impressed yeah um, they don't it, they don't always hit the zone like they've done a ton lately in a lot of color. I had the ceramic seawolf in which is very impressive uh, for the money yeah. and a very cool kind of thing that takes that style and gives it just a little bit of the j12 the Chanel diver which I you know, oh, sneaky, yeah. cool watch on yeah. the right wrist right um, actually if you didn't watch Hodinki's watch I wore most video a J 12 makes a pretty rad appearance in there. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. The other two that, that I think you, you dropped on the listener smart. One of them, I only saw the prototype of, Mm -hmm. but I'll give it a sort of transitionary award between a watch. I I am excited about from 2023 and one I'm excited about for its future in 2024. And that would be the Arkin Altarum. Oh Uh, yeah. So Kenneth at Arkin, they've since launched a podcast. I'll put that in the show notes. I'm only, I've only listened to about one and a half episodes, but it's great. Um, I'm a big fan of Kenneth and what he does. We met at Watches and Wonders actually just after I saw the Zin T50. I was grabbing a, a roast beef sandwich and a beer and this guy just popped up next to me and started chatting and <laughs> turns out it was Kenneth and we had a really nice walk and talked through uh, through Geneva as I was moving on to I think uh, Jorn. Uh, for my next meeting and Kenneth has kept in touch since then he actually was kind enough to send me a hat which is what I've been wearing on the treadmill and I love it yeah if you're looking for a hat um that uh armory division arkin I'll put it in the show notes as well I didn't pay for it Kenneth sent it I'm very appreciative nice hat fits my dumb big head (laughs) a funny thing oh funny thing is I, I was hanging out I saw my obviously saw my folks over Christmas and I was hanging out with my dad I had my TGN hat with me and he's like, Oh, I have one. Like, he's like, I really like it, but the thing that I like most about it. And I was like, yeah, I can cut you off here. It's because it fits your big dumb. Head. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it does. It fits really nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Arcan hats. is similar. Uh, You're right. It's a, it's a
0: bigger cap. Yeah. And I, I love the material of it too. It weighs nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And it, like the, the branding is, is, I like Arken because, or I like, I don't mind wearing, like, I don't think I would wear as much as I love Tudor or Rolex. Like I'm not going to wear a Tudor hat, mm-hmm. a Rolex hat. Yeah. But there's something cool about a little like micro brand. It just says Arken Armory Division, which is kind of vague.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you don't know. Right. But I
2: do like a hat where like, like a TGN hat, certainly like an Arken hat. Like if, if somebody sees you at an airport or a mall or whatever, they'd go like, well, that's not a mistake. Yeah. That's a thing. That's, yeah. that's your, you know, it's like a, what's the the biblical term? Uh, like a shibboleth of some sort oh yeah 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 right we'll get right. to some resolutions and our plans for the year and i have a bunch in terms of watch thinking yeah but the the arcan kind of sits in one that I would very much like to spend some time with yeah. and, uh, and check out. So, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm pumped to see how that develops. And then, uh, you picked another one, which is great. I actually just pulled it out of my watch box the other day while I was also doing some sort of organizing.
0: Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the momentum C Quartz 30. Uh, this was a watch that, it, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of like, um, if you think of, of watches that, uh, if you, th- if you think about stuff that goes viral during a given year, whether it's a video or whatever else, like, I feel like this was, this watch was viral for a while. Like when they released it, it seemed like it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was popping up everywhere on people's lists and on wrists. And, the price, yeah, they were selling it for the original pricing. The like it, it launched in 1977, and it was um, what Momentum says is that uh, the, the Chronosport was the name of the company that originally uh, sold the sequartz, and and the founder uh, of Momentum actually owned Chronosport. So there, there's this direct line of connection between between Momentum and Chronosport. And the, they decided that when they lo- when they released this new version, they were going to sell it for the same price uh, as they did back in in 1977, which I, I think was part of the appeal. But also, like it, it, it's almost a dead ringer for the the Chrono version, and it's it's just such a cool watch. It's yeah. got the, the the Monin style curvy dive case uh, with a, with a beautiful fully hashed kind of faux Bakelite bezel, you know, just like back in the day, it's got that bright orange minute hand. It's, it's, and it's quartz and it's, I mean, I'm looking now it's, it's
2: $295. So it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a really, really compelling watch. Really a great piece. Yeah, I agree. Good stuff on that. And so I think those are the four that came up that people told us we missed. I guarantee we missed others, like we said. Yeah. Um, the Zin was a big miss. That's a big whiff on my part. <laughs> I should have been able to feel that one, you know, move my hair as, as I missed the yeah. strike on that one. <laughs> um, but that, I think that does kind of set us up for 2024. Yeah. I, you know, your suggestion of a topic was sort of plans for 20, 2024 intent. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The philosophy, our philosophy of 2024. I'm not really sure. I don't really, I don't really like, it It feels a little cliche and and the idea of
0: kind of new year's resolutions feels in a way like, you, you know, you're kind of either setting yourself up for, for failure or if you don't hit them or if you kind of fall off the wagon after a few weeks, yeah. like you're, you're going to beat yourself up about it. Whereas I, I feel like just kind of a general sense of positivity going into the new year as arbitrary as January 1st is, it is kind of a clean reset. Yeah. We all kind of come back from vacation and and you're looking at, at a, a full 12 months with a different number on a, you know, nobody writes checks anymore, but you know, different, different, uh, digit at the end of the year and, and just kind of a good way to kind of reassess. So that's kind of where we're at. And just thought we could kind of loosely talk over ideas that the goals that we might have, whether they're watch goals or for the podcast or for fitness or, or professionally or whatever, um, kind of just do a little of that.
2: I mean, where, where do you want to start? You want to start with kind of the standard, like diet, drink, that sort of thing. People really start to consider that and fitness in January. Yeah. So, I mean, right off the bat, I've, I've
0: decided to, you know, this, this burgeoning concept of dry January, which it sounds like millions of people get involved with now. Um, I've decided to take part, I think, uh, you know, just kind of knowing myself and I will admit that, that, kind of a, a glass of whiskey uh, or, or a few pints of beer, you know, several nights a week was becoming a bit of a habit for me. I wouldn't, would never call it an addiction at this point, but, um, you know, just something that I wanted to kind of back away from a little bit. And so I'm just going to like, you know, full on take the month of January off, uh, just kind of felt like a, a nice kind of healthy reset. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm, I'm starting on the, on the, the diet and drink side. I think, you know, my diet, I, I feel like I'd kind of dialed in and we talked about that, uh, you know, before,
2: yeah. You do have your diet really locked in. Yeah. And you yeah. don't like, you, you don't really mess around. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the last few times that we've hung out, like you, you just know what you eat and that's what you eat. Yeah. Which is, yeah. It's probably something I should, I should, you know, make yeah. a more concerted effort towards.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people who, you know, and living with Kashani, I mean, she eats healthy as well and, and cooks really well and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, there are areas where we diverge and, and she's someone who kind of has a different philosophy about how to approach, you know, diet. She's willing to like, she knows she likes, uh, you know, a piece of chocolate here and there cake or, you know, the occasional tempura when you go for Japanese food. And I am, I'm like one of these people who tend to be kind of an all or nothing person when it comes to Mm -hmm. goals or diet or things like that. So it works really well for me to just kind of put a stake in the ground and say, I don't eat fried food. I don't really eat dessert. I don't, you know, eat much at all of meat. Um, I've skipped dairy entirely. So like, and I'm, I'm very, I don't want to say militant, but I'm very strict about it with myself and it's not a hardship. Mm -hmm. It's just the way my brain is wired. It's just what I, I prefer. I like it. I feel it feels kind of clean to, to avoid those things and just kind of not do it at all. Um, whereas, you know, some people don't
2: need that level of strictness. So that that's kind of where we come down. A question question for you on that do you eat essentially three meals a day you know no I, I
0: I'm kind of I kind of front load my day I, I eat when I get up I get up early fairly early in the morning and'm and I'm, I'm hungry right away so I usually typically have like a bowl mm. of cereal in my coffee and then like an hour or two later I'll have like smoked salmon on avocado toast or a you know boiled egg or something like that but um, the middle of the day is just kind of I might do like a protein shake or some pretzels and, and a handful of nuts, um, and maybe an apple mm-hmm. and then, and then dinner and dinner. I'm usually hungry kind of early. So I'm usually eating dinner by four 35 o'clock and it's something like, like a curry or lentils or pasta or something like that. Um, and then I'm done, but no, I'm, I'm not a big lunch eater. Uh, how about you? I
2: have hungry days is how I describe it, mm, but I've been mm-hmm. like this for 15 years. Yeah. Um, you know, when I used to be more active and was on top of my fitness, I would, I would get up and do the 30 grams of protein in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And I think if you're leading a lifestyle that can maintain that protein and, and I mean, let's face it as I get older, what is it every decade after your 30th birthday, you lose 25% of your muscle skeletal muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so probably should just be on protein and uh you know what's called a six and two creatine cycle i used to do all of this stuff and felt great and just lost track of it with other things in life yeah kids mostly yeah but i i eat maybe one and a half meals a day maybe Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
2: it's the only way that i can like maintain normalcy for my weight yeah i get up in the morning i have a couple cups of coffee and my um uh ag1 you know, we've talked about this before, the Athletic Greens. Oh, sure. not an ad. They've never reached out. They don't know who I am. I pay an absorbent amount of money for my wife and I to have this every day. Yeah. And uh, I do really like the AG1, even if it's a placebo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still getting the effect that I want. Sure.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
2: I'm pretty happy with it. It's easy. It's not cheap, but I I also, your health, take your pick, right? Right. Um, Right. I prefer to you know, I I still would like to operate in a space where whatever if I'm paying for something that makes my life healthier, yeah, I don't have a budget. It's just whatever I can afford. Yeah, I I typically get hungry about two o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then I'll start eating, and I try and wrap that up by ten. Oh, sure. Um, so I I guess in some ways it's like a intermittent fasting, but it, it, it's also just I think I've eaten essentially like this since I stopped doing like slow carb, which I did for seven or eight years Mm -hmm. but yeah no for me it's it's it's, uh i eat pretty well when i'm at home sarah's pretty careful about the types of food we have we try and keep snacking like snack foods to a minimum she bakes and cooks a lot of great food so that's easy um i would say my weakness is eating out oh sure Want you know wanting to go get a pint the pint turns into a burger and fries or chicken (laughs) wings i mean chicken wings are definitely going to be what kills me (laughs) definitely (laughs) The first heart attack is definitely going to be because I couldn't say no to chicken wings. Yeah. 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 You know, the aura ring was a big part of this was like just trying to find, cause like even if you have the food right and the exercise, okay, if your sleep sucks, it's all for nothing. Right. So it's, it's, it's this attempt at like finding some sort of a a balance that reflects me in my late thirties. Yeah. Cause I think I, every time I return to this, I I'm thinking in the mindset of a man who's 24 Mm -hmm. and I'm just not. Yeah. So yeah it's, it's I would say that the focus is a little bit more holistic than just diet, but yeah. I could definitely I could definitely stand to just say no to fried foods or just eat restaurants right more right. often yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, well, you travel a lot, which i you know um, for work and and the, the mm-hmm. types of trips that you're doing a lot of them are are the watch press trips and things and they tend to come with a lot of kind of lavish meals and, and, you know, camaraderie with other people. And then that turns into a few drinks. And then yeah it, I, I remember that being more difficult. I think my travel has been a little more measured and, and, you know, personal rather than professional, but, um, so it's a little easier to control, but yeah,
2: the trip thing, I don't find difficult for food. It's very difficult for alcohol because I'm mm-hmm. not that social. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think I, I, you know, definitely doing dry January. So we're on day two of that. It's mm-hmm. been fine so far. <laughs> i'm i'm going on a, a family holiday uh in in about a week and a bit uh so we'll see how that persists on vacation yeah you you always have to find the thing that works for you i'm always kind of doubt, dubious of like i'm gonna stop doing something and then start again right right like just don't get me wrong stopping for a month of anything if it's something bad for you uh should should remove the part where it's a like a deep habit i guess yeah but I, I, you know, I think in my mind it's probably almost like a, not going to restaurants. Mm-hmm. If I really wanted to change my drinking habits, I would just not have alcohol at home.
0: Well, and I, I think as a bit of a kind of a segue into to maybe another aspect of planning or goals for a new year. Um, you know, if you look at fitness, um, and you know, once you establish, let's say, you have a, an ambitious fitness goal or something. It, sure. it does start to change your your outlook on food and what you consume because it, it can either hold you back or it can propel you. And, you know, I had a bit of a back and forth with uh, one of our former TGN guests, Sean Lurwill, who's uh, you know, someone who knows a little something about working out and diet <laughs> things. Um, the fittest guy around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, Sean was kind enough to help me put together kind of a uh, diet plan. I had told him I was kind of plateauing with my running, uh, fitness. Uh, this was last year sometime. And he had me do a a, 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 kind of a food diary and send it over to him and kind of what my goals were. And he came back with some good, good suggestions. And and I've been following that to a certain degree. So, so that's been great. But you know, one, one thing that he did mention going back to kind of the dry January thing, he's like, you know, I told him what I was drinking, you know, scotch a few nights a week, a couple of beers. And he's like, he's like, you know, look, that's, he's not going to be judgmental, but you know, alcohol is a poison, you know, it's, it's well established that it's not great for you. And so like, it will hold you back totally. And uh, if you kind of do it regularly. And and so that's been kind of something that's been on my mind as well. And I think when it comes to, to food and fitness, I think they, they go hand in hand. And and this year, I, you know, as we've kind of discussed in the past, I think it was even last year around this time, we were talking about goals for 2023. And one of the things I had brought up was this idea of of a, a specific kind of personal physical challenge, whether it be you know climbing a mountain or you know doing a long swim or a marathon or something like that and And I didn't really do that last year, which was okay. I stayed fit, did did plenty of fun stuff. But as this year kind of rolled around, it it kind of was a niggling thing in my brain like I was thinking, Ever since Gashani and I went to Wales and we we did that hike up Penny Van, which is the mountain in in, the, in Wales where they do the SAS uh, kind of training march or or uh, selection um, fitness test, um, you know, it's always kind of stuck in my mind that I wanted to go back and and kind of do the full challenge, which uh, they they have kind of civilian versions where they kind of operate it like almost like a you know fun run or a marathon or something where they have ex-special forces guys kind of leading this thing mm-hmm. and you sign up and you, you have to go up and over the peak one direction and then turn around come back and do the other way. And there's a, there's different weight categories in terms of what you're carrying on your back, uh, 35 pounds plus food and water. Uh, there's a time limit for, for people that are being really strict about it. And so I kind of set myself this goal of doing that this year, um, to the point where now we're in January. i I think I'm just going to go ahead and book, book the ticket and, and sign up for it just to kind of put it on the calendar for, for July. And I think with that sort of out there in, in the future, uh, coming up this year, it gives me something to kind of aim for when it comes to how I eat and, and, you know, the sleep I get and the supplements I take and less drinking and more running and all of these sorts of things. And, and I think it's again, just like what I was saying with kind of how strict I am with, with diet. Um, and how I prefer that, I think it's, I'm kind of the same with goals. Like once I have a goal, it's like, I just, it kind of sits out there in my sights, and nothing kind of gets in the way. Whereas if I don't plant those flags or if I don't put those goals out there, I tend to kind of just kind of go in kind of a, I don't want to say lazy, but sort of maintenance mode where I'll, you know, I'd like to exercise a few days a week, but with nothing specific in mind, I think it gets a little bit flat or, or mundane. Whereas I think this kind of gives me a, a carrot to, to chase. So that's, that's where I'm at. And then, you know, as some of you probably saw, and it, it's been kind of going wild on Slack and on my Instagram stories, I set, uh, I, I just, it was on Thanksgiving and Gishani and I were at my parents with a friend who was visiting. And for some reason after dinner, you know, crazy as it sounds, we dropped down and decided let's, let's see how long we can do a plank. <laughs> and so we did it. And at that time I barely crested two minutes. Uh, this was late, mm-hmm. what, late November. And so I just decided let's just kind of keep this going. And I kind of roped in a few friends and we started kind of trading our times. And I finally, I put it out on Instagram stories and on the Slack, kind of our health and fitness channel and the Slack group. And I'm now up to, uh, to four and a half minutes for, for a plank. And, you know, I've got this friend who, uh, you know, Gishani's doing it. She's at like, you know, two and a half minutes. And then we've got this friend who stays just ahead of me. Uh, you know, a couple dozen folks on, on Instagram and on Slack are participating. And it's just been kind of this fun thing. It's like, it's, it's four and a half minutes out of my day. It's not that much, but I kind of now look forward to the pain. I like the, I like doing it and I love the encouragement. I love this notion of people just getting involved wherever they are in the world. You know, I've got people in Norway mm-hmm. and in the UK and whatever doing this. And it's, uh, it's just been kind of this fun groundswell of enthusiasm for this very simple, but very difficult uh, form of exercise that requires no equipment. And, uh, and I kind of, I, I kind of like that idea in general is, is just kind of, I don't like group exercise, but I like this idea of, of being encouraged or yeah, sure. Inspired by other people, you know, and I, I, I really take yeah. a lot of stock in that.
2: Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought it up because that's, uh, that's the closest thing that I have to a resolution yeah. was I saw these, I saw this on Instagram and, and, you know, you, we, we chit chatted a little bit about it over, you know, slack and that kind of thing. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring with a number before this episode comes out. So oh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't even know if I've got two minutes in me, but we'll, we'll find out. And no, for anyone listening, yeah. uh, the format that you're doing is elbows and toes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 You're kind of resting on your forearms
2: and toes and kind of
0: holding a rigid kind of, you know, spine, uh, kind of a straight back mm-hmm. posture. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, cool. it, it, it isn't, I don't want to call it a competition because it, it really isn't about um, who can do longer? You know, there are people out there that are doing six, seven minutes. There was a guy on on Slack, I think who'd done six minutes. I mean, just wild, you know, it's hats off to you, but like, it's, it's really just about encouraging other people to kind of do their best. You know, I've had, we've had a few people start, they're like, Hey, I did 30 seconds. I've never done them before. And then the next day they do 40. It's like, good. You know, let's, let's, let's make this just kind of a healthy kind of group inspiration rather than like, I can do six, yeah. you can do four, you know, too bad for you kind of thing. It's, it's really just about, encouraging each other. And maybe, maybe all of this will, will go that route as well. Whether it's, uh, you know, you with the treadmill or me with this, uh, fan dance, uh, challenge at Wales or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, get after it. Let's, uh, let's all just kind of celebrate each other's achievements and goals, you know?
2: Yeah, that's great. I, I love the idea of the fan dance. Yeah. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, and I agree like the, the most focused I ever was on all of these elements, mm-hmm. maybe not the sleep thing. I was a much younger man, but was when i did baker oh yeah yeah Uh, you know i was i was it was always on my mind anything i ate anything i did yeah my i I became like hyper vigilant about the possibility of like a small uh injury
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah
2: you're just like oh yeah but if i if i do that and like i slip yeah I'm not going to be able to do baker.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: it became this whole thing where it's all, all you're thinking about is this mission, uh, yeah, right. that, that you'd like to do. So I think that's great. Uh, the fan dance. That's very cool. Yeah. I guess uh, you know outside of um, fitness and food and and dry January and the rest of it. Any, anything else stand out? You have any? You think you think we see another book in 2024? You think it'll take longer than that? Uh,
0: I don't think the book will be done in 2024, but uh, you know I I don't know I I feel like. I'm still kind of basking in the release of Sweetwater and just sort of taking a short break yeah, from that. I've certainly got plot ideas for another book and I do plan to write another book, but I feel like I needed this sort of, uh, kind of more of a fitness or physical challenge to kind of like switch gears a little bit. And I, I kind of see the first half of the year being, mm-hmm. you know, maybe more focused on that. Um, you know, something like with my body. So even like you giving me that guitar, it's like another thing where it's, you know, I, I tend to be kind of more of a uh, I don't want to call it cerebral, but you know, where you're, you're you know, sitting, writing, you know, a book or, or whatever, like those sorts of goals. And I feel like I need to kind of focus as I used to in years past on more kind of hands-on tactical physical things. So whether it's, um, you know, you know, you, you talked about recently building kind of an end table and I thought that was really cool. And, and to me, like that, that level of inspiration or encouragement is as important as a, a plank challenge or anything like that. Um, I think to see somebody taking on a project and, you know, no disrespect to you, but like, you're not a, you're not a master carpenter, but you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm terrible. And you bought, you know, you bought some new tools and you're getting your workshop kitted out and you're building this thing. It's like, I, I, I'd love to, you know, try something like that on a very simple level, like build a little stool or build, you know, something. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to do more of that type of stuff this year as well. You know, whether it's learn the guitar um, do this, uh, the fan dance, um, you know, get up yep. to a six, seven minute plank, uh, build something in the, in the garage when the weather warms up, you know, all of that sort of stuff, I think is, is kind of where I'm,
2: I'm kind of sure. feeling
0: it this, this January, this early in the year.
2: I think, you know, I, I, the plank thing I love and, and I, I'm going to get in on that this week, certainly. But I think my, if, if I've got a, I guess a goal more than a resolution, yeah. Um, is not going to be necessarily physical. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to like find a new baseline for what it is to be 37. Mm-hmm. And and I would like to get to a point where I can do a bunch of things again. Like whether it's like my kids want to go run around and do this or somebody wants to go play some basketball or yeah. I get a chance to go to a climbing gym for an afternoon. Like none of it would be necessarily out of scope. Yeah. Just more of a generalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely want to develop, I think 2024, I want to develop a a new practical skill Mm. or several oh yeah anything specific in mind or i I think it's going to be woodworking oh yeah Uh, yeah i I think i'd I'd like to be able to learn to do more of the stuff like we we learned some stuff from rebuilding the cottage i've learned some stuff from just like fixing things here there um but i feel like my you know the the abilities are all pretty soft but i have all the resources to make it work yeah like tools aren't genuinely aren't that expensive. I have a garage now for some room. So the next one I'm working on is, um, and I actually sold a few watches to fund it. Um, I, I sold a handful. I have a few more still on the Slack and probably more that will go. Uh, we can get to that in watch goals, but, uh, I'm going to build a workbench. Oh, great. uh, I think it's kind of the next, the next move. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just finished a couple shelves in the last couple days and, uh, Trying to decide if I actually need a table saw or if I just want to be a guy that has a table saw. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're that's where we're at currently. Why don't we jump right into the watch goals, though? If if you have any or don't, um, yeah, uh, you know, before this ends up being an impossibly long episode that I can't e- edit anyways due to my disabled laptop. Yeah, that's true. We we have that issue, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any watch goals? I don't have any specific watch goals. I I
0: certainly don't have any watches I want to buy this year. Like that is not a goal to like Mm -hmm. say this is the year I get my, you know, mill sub or whatever it is. Like, um, I would love to continue kind of selling off those that I don't wear. I I, failing that at least kind of continue with this trend of, you know, packing away, maybe the ones I don't wear much and just kind of keeping a handful nearby. I could almost just see Mm -hmm. like this Pelagos is like I said, at the top, it's, it's just such a perfect piece that I rarely take it off. And I, it's kind of freeing to not have to really think about Switching around watches much, or, or opening a box in the morning and deciding what to wear—just get up and go, you know. Yeah, it absolutely is. What about you? You're you're selling something off. I, I think I think selling can you know you make your watches kind of work for you. You've had your fun. You sell it. You build. You buy some tools and build your workbench. You know that. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's a good uh, good philosophy. I think.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think I'm at a point where uh, I just I'm, I'm very like happy and grateful for the watches that I have. Yeah. And the, the like, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy that says, oh, to this year, I'm not buying any watches. Like I right. still live and work in this industry. I already talked about wanting an, an alterum from Arkin. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there'll be some watches added to the fold, uh, but I think n- nothing major, nothing big or f- super expensive. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I would like to, I've definitely like lost track of Seiko largely mm. in the last few months. Corporately, yeah. they're very difficult to deal with. Yeah. We don't hear about their new watches. I find out about their new watches on worn and wound and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I've definitely lost track of the brand in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's, a, I have a big goal to kind of like reconnect with that. I have friends that work at the brand, so it's I'm sure it's solvable. Um, yeah. But I'd like to get more, just more experience. Like I had such a good time for the few months that I had or the year and a half that I had the SSK. Uh, kind of kicking around with that, the little, you know, $500 GMT. Yeah. And I just, just sold that one. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm going to make some room and I think I'd like to, I'd like to feel like my, my watch footprint is a little bit more versatile and flexible than it is now. I just have a lot of watches that I don't wear And, and it's whether I've gotten them through Hodinkee or, uh i bought them and they're just 200 hundred dollar watches and you're like well do am i going to take the time to try and sell these and i think those need to be given away to people i need to find ways of like sharing this passion with people rather than hoarding it right right um is sort of the game no no real plans for a grail i would love to sell i would love to get to the point where and and i sent you a text about this recently but like i'd love to get to the point where i had let, let's call it 10 watches plus n and being the sentimental stuff that you wouldn't sell or right. really value in any specific way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, yeah, 10, 10, plus N is probably about right. Yeah. Um, for me. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're significantly over that currently. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no big watch goals, no, no plans to buy a grail or anything like that. You know, if a great opportunity comes along, I would love to have, and the opportunity could be for a watch or it could be for something else. Mm-hmm. But if a great opportunity around, I'd love to reestablish the slush fund effect I used to have where I've just got some cash in PayPal that is kind of like free free play around money. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's probably, that used to be how I operated this whole kind of hobby and, and passion and that sort of thing. Yeah, And I think I'll probably get back to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good idea. I think watches, you know, shouldn't be a source of stress by any means. And and I think, you know, whether that means, no. you know, you know, being kind of paralyzed by choice and, and having to like make the difficult decision every morning about which one to put on or whether it's, you know, feeling overburdened by having too many or, or, or feeling compelled to buy others. I think, you know, this is, it's meant to be a fun hobby. And by and large, we have a lot of fun with this and and we look, we we're running kind of a largely watch-based uh, podcast here. So, you know, I don't yeah. think either of us are ever no, going to step away from it. Um, so let us you know, maybe, maybe if there's a, an overarching goal, it's just like have, you know, continue to kind of have fun with watches and don't
2: take them too seriously. Just, just wear what you want, wear what you like. Yeah, exactly. Definitely more fun. Definitely less stress. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying my watches cause me stress, but my life in the watch world does. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'll, I, I think what I've learned, especially in the last two weeks, having some time off is like, it's, it's that thing that wise people always tell you is there's there's situations and then there's also how you respond to it Mm -hmm. and both factor into your experience
1: yeah yeah
2: and I think a lot of times I take a tough or a stressful scenario and just like compress it Right. Until it explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I think I do, I need to I know that there's some things I can't lots of things I can't change. Yeah. And I need to focus on the things that I can. It's a, you know, it's that normal. Right. Stoic stuff we've talked about in the past. But yeah, yeah that, that's kind of where I am with watches. I want to I want to feel lighter and more fun and have the flexibility where if I just have a curiosity about a new watch that I can't like that isn't a crazy I just buy it right about it. And then move on. Right. Right. Um, That sort of thing. So, yeah, I I think that should be good. And then I think, you know, before we jump into some quick final notes here, what about TGN? You know, you and I haven't had like a a board members (laughs) meeting um, or anything (laughs) like that. But, uh, you know, off the top of the dome and anything that you would love to see for for this year, Um, I, I would love to just continue on the trajectory from last year with a few tweaks. Yeah, I
0: think, I think we're on a good course. And I think, you know, one thing we have, if we have a strength, it's consistency. You know, we've, we've done this, you know, week in and week out for you know six, six plus years. And, and, uh, you know, I think we've, we've built this tremendous community. I mean, not, not us specifically. I mean, we being collective in terms of all of us, all you out there listening, and it's just such a great thing. I don't really, don't really want to make, you know, big, big swings, big moves. I think, you know, just kind of keep doing more nope. of the same. Maybe, uh, Maybe more meetups. I see a lot of meetups pop up in, in the Slack yeah. group that people are organizing yeah. organically. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, let's let's do them locally. Let's do them more spontaneously rather than even like big major TGN meetup. It's just, hey, let's get together with five or 10 people. You know, I'd love to do more of that.
2: Yeah, I think meetups are, are that's like, I would say number one on my list would be to do more meetups. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we have a pretty fun opportunity. I don't know, I think we talked about it on the show previously, but September of 2024, so September of this year. Yeah. Uh we're we're going to be participating and supporting uh the Toronto Timepiece show. Yeah. So this will be the first running of it. Um the uh the gentleman also named Jason, I have so many great Jasons in my life, <laughs> uh but and this is a new Jason to me. Uh reached out last year and he was starting the show and wanted or like the, the timepiece show and wanted, you know, I guess a little bit of advice or even just someone to bounce some ideas off of. And I'm, I'm also Toronto local and, and I've chatted with him a couple times. So uh, Jason will be coming to Toronto. We will be doing a large hangout. Yeah. I don't have answers yet, but Toronto's full of great places to do that kind of stuff. So that'll be easy. Check it out. I'll put it in the show notes, but we're, I'm, I'm going to be mentioning this most episodes because if you're, if you've ever been looking for a chance to come to Toronto, you want to, you want to visit Canada, you want to come to a, a low this would be the lowest key most chill and fun watch fair i think yeah yeah um so i'm putting that on on folks radar that's going to be one of the major events i think we'll almost certainly do wind up chicago Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so that's another one that you can put on your calendar now and start to plan for yeah um and then beyond that yeah i think when you and i travel places and actually have like like when like when i was in new hope recently um, in November and we did a hangout. Uh, I think that needs to become the methodology, not right. the exception. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was so nice to connect with people. So I think that's a big goal. And then beyond it for me, video is still out there. If we hit 2000 subscribers, I'm happy to find a video solution. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think that everybody who th- provided feedback would be on the exact same wavelength as me. Right. About the video thing. Yeah. Yeah. Video would be the spice, not the entree. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just be another way for you to interface with the show. If we ever do video, the show will remain a fully produced audio presentation yeah. as it is right now. Yeah. Unless we ever end up in a scenario where Jason and I live in the same city yeah. and we could conceivably have a set. Right, right. And do a, like a video podcast from the ground up. Mm-hmm. I would I would consider that. Like if if we were in the same place and could have a studio and we could go that route. But otherwise, like we're talking about if we do video, it'll be a recorded Zoom yeah. that won't be as edited as the final show, which would be something you could watch on YouTube, it's just like another endpoint. Yeah. Um, But I, there were a lot of people who said, like, I, I'm not interested in this if it means that it changes the core. And I don't, we're not changing the core. Very happy with the core. Very happy with, with the audience and that sort of thing. It was just kind of like an incentive. So maybe we do video. Maybe we don't. Maybe you and I figure out a way where we do video and it's not the normal show. It's something else.
1: Right, right. Yeah.
2: There's lots of options. We can figure that out. And and I love just trying stuff. And we have the slacks. So we can try anything we want, mm-hmm. which is really exciting and fun. And lastly, the, and I think I probably said this a year ago, it's more guests.
1: Right, right.
2: Um, I think we did a great job this year to have guests. Yeah. But what I think is kind of missing, and this is a little bit maybe more than I need to say on, on this episode, but I think what's missing is, you know, like we used to have a couple guests who would come on every... Few months mm-hmm. Cole Pennington stands out, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I really liked having that where they were kind of like friends of the show, they would come on, you didn't have to do a bunch of intros, they weren't there because they just written a book or wanted to sell a watch or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. those are all fine reasons to be on the show, to be clear. Yeah, but we've already started that process, we have some, some guests starting to line up, mm-hmm. so uh, I would say that that's going to be something that we're focusing on. Uh, and if you have a line on someone you think who would make a great guest, not a suggestion, yeah, where We don't have a connection to that person because the number of times where someone's like, "Hey, do you want to have this a lister on the show?" and I'm like, "Yeah, of course." You got their number, and they're like, "Oh no, I just thought (laughs) I thought I'd let you know that it'd be cool to have Daniel Craig on the show." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course, you'd be really cool." Yeah, right. (laughs) I agree. I'm not even I'm not even sure I would need to be there. Just let Jason talk, and I'll listen. I'll be the audience for that one. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, like we we've got a couple, actually a couple that I'm I'm pretty excited about um, uh, for the next little while. So hopefully those will be up by February. But yeah, I think that that's kind of for me is I, I want to do as many meetups as we can kind of conceivably do uh, when we're out and about in the world. And, and I think we should make more of a concerted effort to maybe do an annual Minneapolis one and an annual Toronto one, which could be that timepiece show.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Kind of like quote unquote summits, maybe little weekends, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's kind of where I am with the show. I'm so happy with where it is currently, yeah, um and uh, and kind of what we're up to. I've got some pretty fun ideas for some merch stuff mm-hmm. um, so we're 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 working through that as well and and, you know, don't need to overload our shipping department uh, these days, uh, busy, busy learning the guitar. Don't want, yeah, right, right. Don't want uh, yeah. too too many packages to ship out, but yeah. So that that's kind of where I stand on that. And, and kind of what I think for 2024, you know, I, I think at a wide level for me, I need to change my, I need to kind of work a little bit on work-life balance, like disconnect a little bit. We get better at, at not working when I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rather than this world of just like, well, I'm awake. I should probably know what's going on. Right, right. Um, which I don't think is healthy. You just need to spill more water on your laptop. <laughs> just, you know, just, just, <laughs> just dump it, dump Just them. spill it on everything. Exactly, yeah. Then then we're definitely going to YouTube. The show will be live. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not not edited, yeah. not recorded, yeah. right yeah. into my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that's where I stand. I think it's going to be a great year. Um, and, and, You know, I don't know... I don't typically start the year with great feeling, mm-hmm. but the Slack has made such a difference to my, I guess the way my brain perceives how social I'm being. Yeah. It's like just right. Yeah. And, and people are there and you can, and even if I'm not like responding, I'm still reading most of what comes up mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's been, it's been great. So yeah, I think just, just invest in what's working and make little, little tweaks to add uh, stuff like, again, like spice, whether it's new guests or old friends or. Uh, meetups that sort of thing but the the core the core you know meat and potatoes of tgn i don't think should change yeah i don't feel as though it should yeah yeah i'm glad
0: (laughs) i'm glad you feel the same i think we're on the same wavelength i think uh super keep on keeping on yeah
2: well look we'd said that this would be like a 45 minute show we're currently at an hour and 18 (laughs) before (laughs) uh, before any cuts are made and i'll definitely be trimming myself out of this one a fair bit you want to get in some final notes and put a bow on the first episode of the year
0: yeah let's do it um I've got one that, that it's it's aging a bit now. I think this is from, well, it's only about a month old. Uh, it's it's a really cool video from a guy who people might recognize from Instagram who goes by True Patina. I believe his name is Greg. Uh, he's a watchmaker, I think. Um, and, and he did something pretty bold uh, and and pretty pretty darn cool. Uh, he took a Black Bay 54, a Tudor Black Bay 54, and he decided he wanted to turn it into kind of an a, a homage to a big crown submariner. So... He took it apart and replaced the snowflake hands with kind of Mercedes kind of old school hands, added kind of some elements of patina, uh, drilled out, uh, the case and put a bigger crown tube in and fitted a, an oversized big Rolex crown on it, um, with a few other tweaks and kind of reassembled it. And I gotta say it, it looks amazing. Uh, he does amazing work. I, like I said, it's pretty bold. Obviously his, uh, you know, warranty be damned in this case. Um, but, uh, yeah, he did, he did some amazing work. Anyway, he put up this video on his YouTube channel of kind of the whole process, uh, kind of a time-lapse or shortened version. It's about five and a half minutes. And yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. Um, the black bit 54 is a watch that, you know, was probably in my top top five or 10 releases from 2023. I think it's just such an, such a cool watch, such a great size with all the right kind of throwback elements. And then he kind of took it to a different level, um, and, and kind of turned it into, you know, one of those grail pieces that, that is largely unobtainium to many of us, kind of an old, uh, what was it? A 6536 or something, you know, like an early big crown Submariner from, from kind of the James Bond, Dr. No era. Yeah. And, uh, did, did an amazing job. And I just think, uh, it's a fun video to watch and, and just
2: a neat final final product with this watch. So check it out. That's great. Yeah, great pick. Um, yeah. I know that you, you shared that with me when it first came out, just saying like, look how cool this is. Like yeah. if you're going to mod a watch, especially kind of expensive watch, like it, yeah. this guy does such a nice job. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the video is really cool. So I definitely uh, co-sign on that one. Yeah. Um, A neat idea too, like to get to get to a comfort zone with a watch that you know and that the the resale value doesn't matter. So you just make it your own.
3: Right. Right.
2: Um, I, I think that, I think that's pretty cool. You know, it's kind of the
0: opposite of, of resto mod, you know, like when you look at in the car world, I I watch a heck of a lot of videos of like people taking old Land Rovers and, you know, kind of modding them and, you know, of course adding a lot of stuff to them. Well, it's kind of like the version of taking like one of the new defenders and like starting to drill holes in it and replace bumpers and this and that, that was not definitely, definitely not intended by land rover itself and and that that takes a certain level of boldness and skill and i have high respect for these people whether or not I, I like everything that
2: they do yeah um i think i think it's pretty pretty amazing to watch that sort of thing yeah there's a couple car car ones that i've covered or i've watched in the past like b uh, do you know guy like the b is for build no um very popular like fabrication car building channel great oh. channel really fun huh super um like specific way of presenting, it's very vloggy. It feels like something from a few years ago, which I I like quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But like they've done stuff where they took a modern, like a R thirty five GTR Nissan, mm-hmm. and put a like a vintage or an older body on it. Oh wow! Which yeah. is is kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a fun thing where it looks like an R thirty two or an R thirty four, but it's an R thirty five underneath. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so yeah, I think that those are those are fun and and uh, a good idea. So yeah, definitely check out that. 54 big crown uh neat idea yeah uh i guess it kind of in the same not the same vein but it, in in the spirit of modifying things that you might want to modify i came across um i'm a huge huge fan of dremels yeah and i have uh a, the whatever the most premium dremel was four or five years ago and i kind of use it all the time mm-hmm. um, i've got a ton of these dumb little tips and i've made halloween costumes and i've you know, it's just like these little tiny modifications that you have to do when you're working on a car or yeah. or any sort of project. Really, crafts around the house. I'm constantly, but the one I have is it's kind of a big thing, mm-hmm. and it's wired. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, and it's so powerful yeah. and loud. Yeah, and over Christmas, my my eldest daughter is is like obsessed with crafting, and I mean all sorts. She'll build miniatures. Oh wow, um, anything you can name, she's kind of into when it comes to crafts, especially when it comes to miniatures. Yeah. And I got served an ad for, like, a little tiny engraving rotary pen thing on Instagram. Oh. And I was like, that's really cool. It comes with a bunch of tips. It's small. It's the size of an electric toothbrush. It's USB-C charge- rechargeable. Not super powerful. Not like a giant. Yeah. Like you you can't, you know, you're not plunge routing with this thing, but mm-hmm. you could definitely do a bunch of stuff. Cut yeah. a screw, you know, whatever, you know, sure. sand things. those, And so... I did a bit of research and the one that was advertised on Instagram, basically people said like, it's not that good and it's largely like somebody's taking a product from Amazon and putting a fancy ad and a better box on it. Yeah. So I bought the cheap one from Amazon and I think I, I don't know that the specific one matters mm-hmm. just buy whichever one, if you decide to do this currently the Amazon one that I bought is with the hard H A R D E L L mini cordless rotary tool. And it comes with a bunch of tips. It's currently on for $35 Canadian. So that's <laughs> $37.99. Yeah,
0: really? yeah. Yeah.
2: And then with a $3 coupon. Yeah. And um, wow. I think what's important here isn't the specific one. Buy one that, a lot that you can put the universal tips into. Sure. Because the tips will burn out, right? Eventually yeah. you'll use them up. But I bought one of these for my daughter and like I've used it two or three times. I'm definitely buying one for myself. I just, I, I love it. It's so cool. it's tiny it's not that loud yeah you want to make a little tiny modification you want to do a little bit of diy stuff it's got all these different tips you can cut you can uh, engrave you can sand you can yeah it's it's a ton of different stuff it's simple and it's cheap and um, i'm a big fan yeah and like to have this in the drawer in the kitchen rather than going to the garage getting the dremel out plugging it in right right you know it sounds like you're it sounds like a bone saw when it's running yeah like this is a nice alternative. You know, it's kind of like having an electric screwdriver and the big drill. Mm-hmm. One, one is so much handier when you just want to turn a screw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend these, and and I'll put I'll put the link to this one in the show notes, sure. But I think literally just go on whatever your I'm, my my guess is these things are probably ten dollars on Timu mm-hmm. or Alibaba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is cool. I. You know, I I resisted a Dremel for so many years, and then when I finally got one, I was like, boy, this thing is so useful, but yeah, something cordless,
0: and man, look at the tips on this thing,
2: (laughs) it just comes with so much stuff, wow. Don't get me wrong, if this is something where you think you might use it every day, buy the Dremel version, Dremel makes one, Yeah, it's probably like $100, Yeah, Yeah. so that's my pick, small rotary tool, we'll call it. Too late for a stocking stuffer, but uh, you know, hey. Yeah, but everybody's cool. got a gift card yeah, of or this or right, that. Right, or, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Or you want to start the year off doing a little bit more DIY. I think this is a nice a nice yeah, kind of starting point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, good good first show. A bit bit, uh, bit all over the place today, but uh, you know, I think uh I think we kind of captured the spirit of where we're at, you know. It's the uh, mm-hmm. beginning of the new year. Lots
2: of uh lots yeah, of ideas and, we'll have, and uh,
0: inspirations and and uh, ambitions and we'll see where we
3: go.
2: Yeah, and I'm pumped to see how people kind of respond and build on this on the Slack. Like if you're listening and you've got plans for your own big physical challenge or a thing you're going to change or something you're going to build or a skill you're going to learn or a diet thing you're going to start or end, yeah, drop it in the Slack. Let us know. I'd love to continue this chat. We could even, you know, conceivably, if people really want to talk about the topic, we could make a 2024 chal- uh, channel. Um, if you're on the fence like I was for the last few days, but you want to get in on the heat and plank challenge, that is the tag, <laughs> the uh, hashtag for this, but you should get in there. Uh, I will be painfully uh, uh, honest with my number, I promise. <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting for two. Yeah. to start yeah, and we'll move up from awesome. there. Yeah, um, which I think which I think will be okay. yeah. Uh, but yeah, just uh, you know, starting the year, uh, just want to make it super clear that Jason and I don't take any of y'all who are listening for granted. We're really happy to have you here and we're thrilled to be starting another year with a, a great crew of people um, kind of in in the orbit and uh, and yeah look out look be on the lookout for meetups and a lot of great you know kind of fun episodes and uh, and you know if, if we decide to evolve the show we'll do so very carefully and with a little bit of testing and if it doesn't work uh, we already know what does so we can stick to that as well. as always. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to subscribe to the show notes, get into the comments for each episode, or consider supporting the show directly, and you could maybe even grab yourself a new TGN sign NATO and, of course, access to the private Slack, please visit thegraynado.com. Music Throughout is Siesta by Jazz Art via the free music archive.
0: And we leave you with this quote from George Elliott, who said, It's never too late to be what you might have been.